Well, welcome to Dragon Heart. This is Che Long, and I'm joined by Mark Griffiths. Crazy week on and off the pitch, isn't it, babe? Oh, just a bit. I'm absolutely <laughs> exhausted. I've been, you know, hobnobbing with Hollywood superstars, chatting to the star and creator of my favourite TV show, um, getting angry at Barnet, <laughs> getting sad at Maidenhead, all the emotions. Well, should we get into it? We should do, because not only can we talk about those guys and those games, yeah. um, we've also got an interview with Tommy Kaus, the big cheese himself, uh, which is fun, as you'd expect from, a, from him. Yeah, it should be fun. He's a... He's a Funny guy, isn't he? It sure is. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get into it. This is Dragon Heart. I'm Aaron Hayden, and this is Dragon Hearts. Well, Barnet, it was one heck of a performance from the sound of things. It was, it was. We played really well. First 15, 20 were a bit scrappy. And then once we got that first goal, we had such a clear game plan in that match. We were targeting the right back, making them make mistakes. They tried to pass it around at the back quite slowly. We were pressuring them, but the pressing was really clever. Like the trigger was the right back getting the ball. Macalinden destroyed him, absolutely destroyed him. And the first goal comes from Mullen tackling their centre-back. Mm. It was exactly what we'd planned for. It was excellent. And from that point on, one of those rare feelings watching the Wrexham game, we've won this. They just, they just fell to pieces. They didn't have a reaction to us knowing what they were going to do. So you just kept doing it worse and worse, and we kept hurting them more and more. We did the right thing against Barnet, really, because they're a bit of a basket case team, and I think if you get in their heads, get an early goal like we did, it's usually an easy game, isn't it, with Barnet at the moment? Yeah, and, and that shape works well again. Yeah. The, the 4-2-3-1, which I'm going to change into my pin number, I think. Um, <laughs> remember where you heard it first? Uh, that worked really, really effectively. Uh, we were getting four players forwards all the time in attacking positions when they were chasing the game in the second half. I mean, my one real worry about that game was we should have scored six or seven. We just, of second half, we missed so many simple chances and so many times when we had players over on the break and didn't end it with a goal. It was silly, but we, ha we were getting those players into those attacking positions and causing them all sorts of problems. It was fantastic to watch. So who are the key players in your point of view then? Um, they, well, I mean... So, I know it sounds odd to say this, but Hayden was absolutely magnificent, even though we didn't have that much defending to do because everything the ball came near him, he won it. Um, there was a bit of play that epitomised him where he made a terrific tackle when Barnett were breaking. The ball's rolling out for a throw and somehow, and it was right in front of me, so I felt I could judge it well. I thought he's never going to keep that in. Somehow he accelerates, slides, keeps it in, and on the stretch passes it to a teammate who starts breaking. And you think, that was just Hayden, even though, you know, okay... We didn't have that much to do defensively. He was a massive. Brisley was solid as well. And Bryce Hosanna was spectacular, the way that he was running at them and causing them problems. And then, of course, Mullen is just too good for our level. And McElindon, yeah. I see I'm going to go for the whole team at this way. Toza <laughs> was dominant in midfield. Uh, Davis got some good supply in. Yeah. <laughs> what, what impact has Brisley brought to the team? Because he's only just come in, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's just he's sort of Brian Carey. For yeah. this division, yeah, it's big, strong, solid, win stuff, clear stuff. Do you um, think he could work in a back three? I think he definitely could, but my question would be does Hayden prefer a back four? Because looking at the way he's played, even at Maidenhead, when we had goals in, um, I think he's like Manny Smith, maybe one of those centre backs who likes playing in a pair mm. rather than a three. Mm. So, so far, are you preferring this new system over the yeah, previous? Yeah, the Maidenhead results. At the moment, I do. I was talking to Wayne Phillips before the game and he was saying nothing to do with formations. It's all to do with players playing better. Mm. And I see where he's coming from, but we are getting the ball on the floor now. We're moving right. it around on the floor. Uh, Mullins getting involved in games. You've you got a player of his calibre, get him involved. I think that was the first leg of the Marine games really mm. put a real shock into the system of all the yeah. players, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. That we had to really change the way we're playing, otherwise teams are going to comfortably beat us in this so maybe there was that reaction to yeah. that maybe as yeah. Wayne's saying yeah yeah. yeah. so following on to the Barnet oh so the Barnet game you were obviously really mm. happy with it. listening to it it just sounded like we were never really in trouble which never. is which is always no. a nice problem <laughs> it's a nice feeling really mm. isn't it and then going on to the Maiden game Maidenhead game which really was like a Hollywood drama wasn't it oh yeah yeah well people I'd heard talk they could be there but I'll, it didn't sound like they were. And <laughs> uh, when you arrive at the Grand, there's a lot of stewards here. This is interesting. <laughs> and yeah, they, they turn up so about 10 minutes before kickoff. 
Oh, the buzz was mad. But the, th the, the thing I wonder is, I mean, those Wrexham fans were buzzing anyway before they arrived. But afterwards, you should have heard the noise. It was outrageous. And it was a shame it didn't go our way, although it must be pointed out, and I'm chuffed about this, because I mentioned it to uh, Mr. McElhenney, um, <laughs> that that's the first time we've scored two goals with 10 men since the first game we played in the conference when we beat Stevenage 5-0. Wow. And even then, Stevenage had 10 players as well, so we didn't have a disadvantage. And I was rather proud to say, uh, in the question and answer, the press conference they've just done, the first question they asked, Rob McElhenney quoted that stat back at them. And I was like, <laughs> go on, Rob, come on, son. Well done. Good lad. You are Rob McElhenney stato now. I'm his personal statistical... <laughs> I think you probably hold most of the... The Wrexham stats, don't you? It's quite sad, isn't it, really? No, I think there are people who know more about me, but they sensibly don't broadcast as much as I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, and my co-commentator, Paul, on Tuesday uh, was was actually talking about the spreadsheet. He got to see it in the flesh. And you, actually, you were tweeting yes, about it. Yes, well. I did. I, um, the infamous spreadsheet, get in contact with myself or Mark about mm. inquiries of purchasing it's in this here. spreadsheet. It's in here, but it's worth more than this laptop. <laughs> um, I could show you if you want. It'd be like some sort of Christmas advert where you open up the laptop and gold comes out. You know, um, gold on Mateo. Oh, well, that, that would be a trick, wouldn't it? Um, <laughs> let, let's cleave him out of it. The, um, well, thank you very much. I'm here all week. The um, the game itself, frankly, we started better than Barnet. Mm, it's and, uh, yeah, it looked promising. And I think basically, to be perfectly frank, the problem was the double sucker punch. We let in two goals in three minutes. They were both a bit soft. The second one was calamitous. And I think that then hurt us for the rest of the half, especially when we're down to mm. 10 men. Um, and that goal at half time just was able to, you know, reinvigorate us. Yeah, yeah. And Well, there was some quite clear fight back in the second half, wasn't there? Oh, it was crazy. I mean, honestly, the way we came back at them the first 10 minutes, culminating in that goal by Jordan Davis, what a goal, by the way. Oh, yeah. But we were just ripping into them with a man short. It was fabulous. I was so oh, yeah. happy to see it. Um, and the thing then was that I could hear other commentators alongside me saying, oh, we'll push on or we'll win this, we'll win this. And I was thinking, I don't think we should. And I thought we did knock it off a little bit when we mm. equalised. And I think that was sensible because you could see the players were getting tired because they were throwing so much into it, playing mm. a man down. And I think if we kept going like that, the real danger we'd either be exhausted by the end mm. or we'd get caught on the break. Mm. And it was just a shame. It was a quality goal to win it. I mean, it was a real pity. Um, but, you know, that showbiz. But the heart we showed was fantastic, I thought. Oh, 100% with 10 men as well. So, yeah, and it, mm. what a way... What an advertisement for National League football for Rob and Ryan to come see. Oh, yeah, and they've been saying in their press conference how much they loved it. Even the, the grief they were getting from the Maidenhead fans. Yeah, enjoyed. it was... Like, Welcome to British football. It's, exactly. it's all about banter, isn't it? Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> anyway, after this, we're going to have a quick chat about Rob and Ryan. This is Sean Brisley. This is Dragon Heart. Well, it's been a bit crazier than I even expected, to be fair. Yeah. The, 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 the whole atmosphere around what's going on at the moment. Yeah. Um, you can hear everyone shouting right now. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, there's people outside the turf as we speak, <laughs> yeah. and there's actors walking in. Yeah, out, yeah. And it's just, it's really something that you'd never really think that you'd see at a National League level, and it, it, it's great, isn't it? It's, it's really perking everyone up, mm. even oh. though there's all these COVID cases and what have you. It's just great, great, isn't it? It's amazing, isn't it? It's just yeah. remarkable to have this happen into our town and to our club. What's been your experience of it? My experience with it so far is we got wind that they were going to go to the turf yesterday. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so me and my <laughs> me and my girlfriend and my son Wesley, who may hear in the background, <laughs> um, is uh, we thought we'd stand and wait outside. Uh, we waited for half an hour and then went home. But for me, it's all the lo lovely photos I'm seeing on Facebook yeah. and all the videos of how... how happy it's making people how ingrained how they are ingraining themselves the town rather mm. than you know us being it just being a bit of a circus and it isn't it's it, it's mm. it's really the opposite isn't it that's a good point that i think it's been very organic yeah it has been just them coming here and enjoying themselves yeah. uh, i'm loving it and they've been saying how just coming here has inspired them yeah. to be more involved even more committed to it yeah exactly it's fantastic exactly and it it's it's just a sign of things to come i think they'll come 
as much as they possibly can, yeah. which is great. That's exactly what they're saying. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, as for as well, just in town, it seems like there's a bit more of a buzz. It seemed busy today compared to normal. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it didn't. It's just everyone is talking about it on Facebook, Twitter, mm. everywhere. It is just. It's just brilliant, isn't it? It's exactly yeah, yeah. what it's exactly what everyone wanted it to be. Yeah. Well, we've just um, I've been I've put together a little report as well. So should we have a listen to that and see Let's. what it sounds like? Hi guys, I'm Dominic Rose, and uh, this is Dragon Hot. Well. I'm driving to the race course, it's a drive I know well, I've made it quite a few times over the years. I've never made it in order to attend a press conference by a couple of North American superstars, or be honest with you. The fun last night at Maidenhead was something to behold, and now they're coming to Wrexham. And fortunately, I'm going to be able to get in amongst it and see exactly what happens. I wonder if they'll ask for a selfie with me. I would, if I was them. Full disclosure. It all seemed pretty quiet and normal when I arrived, but just round the corner, the fans were waiting on the Mould Road, desperate to catch a sight of their new owners. This is bad, isn't it? Yeah, it's good. It's so, like, I'm like shaking, I'm so excited. It's such a weird thing because you'd never think that someone like that no, famous would oh be in Wrexham. No. <laughs> the whole thing, when it even first happened, it was just, it was so weird. I thought it was a prank, i seen it on Facebook. I was like, why is she showing that? It's obviously fake. And then, then I was like, looking on my Twitter, it was all over Twitter. I was like, oh my God, no way. Is that real? Yeah, very exciting for such a small little town, yeah, exactly. isn't it? It's crazy. Yeah, everyone says about how it's great that it's happened to Wrexham, and it's true, isn't it? Yeah, see the excitement is amazing. Yeah. 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 It's just weird. It still hurts my brain to think about <laughs> it, to be honest. How long have you been here? Oh, uh, all my life. No, no, I mean, oh, oh, that. I mean, it must be, it might feel oh, like, my life, feels like all my life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, only like maybe an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we were driving past and we were just having a little look and then we saw everyone. We were like, oh, let's go. <laughs> and Back you thought you got a sneak peek, didn't you? I think, yeah, I was looking over there and there was like a gap. I'm sure it was Rob because yeah. he was wearing his hat. So I really so think excited. it was. I literally started shaking. I was like, oh my God, I just saw it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, very exciting time. I hope you see him. Well, it's the culmination of a couple of crazy days at the racecourse. Fans coming in for the exclusive question and answer with Robert McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds. The fans coming in now, only 100 able to come in and held outdoors because of Covid. It's going to be a remarkable experience though. First proper chance for the owners to meet the actual fans who are the lifeblood of the club. We'll be waiting for the Q&A to start. Uh, This is just madness, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's really strange because when you go in a ballot, especially with how bad Ticketmaster is, you don't expect to be getting <laughs> getting tickets, or you get them about four days later, hopefully. But uh, yeah, it's, it'll be interesting. Really looking forward to seeing uh, just sort of the depth of, uh, of of their answers and stuff. Um, most importantly for me, um, my friends' uh, children play for like Airbus and stuff like that, and it's just want to find out what they uh, what they sort of envisage for the youth setup and stuff like that over the future there's been a lot of talk about uh, where, the, where the club's going to go but not that much about the youth sort of setup so it'd be quite interesting to see uh, where they go it's a bit sad to see us behind the likes of your Airbuses and your TNSs and even your Kevin Drewes locally so it'd be quite nice to see where we go you know that. what that, that is exactly why this forum is useful I mean uh, to be perfectly frank the press conference, which was all the national broadcasters, yeah. barely said anything about Wrexham. Yeah. The Welsh broadcasters talked about Wales rather than Wrexham. Yeah. And and this will be where the actual questions that matter to this club will come out of it, I think, yeah. today, won't they? Yeah, it'd be, be great as well, especially because there's, there's, there's loads of, like, sort of faces you see all the time yeah. around around the, the club and different things like that. So it would be really nice to see what other people come up with. and. Mm. Uh, it, it'll just be hopefully it's quite positive and, and sort of they, they look at the, the sort of future and what where the club's going to go um, and, and we all know that they want to they want to get us back in the league and that but it's the sort of infrastructure and the sort of depth to it so the training ground that you've set up uh, the sort of race course and the community and all that sort of stuff like sort of the, the, the town needs the sort of 
the, the, the investment and the sort of the, the publicity that it's getting in a minute. So be quite interested to see where they where they go with it. And it's quite lively in town today. I mean, like I said, it'll, yeah. it'll not just be good for football; it'll be good for the, the, yeah. the area. Yeah, it? I was watching uh, BBC News this morning, mm. and uh, at like half seven or whatever, and the Welsh news lady was saying. Oh, yeah. Get me to wreck some sort of thing, and it's just you don't hear it. So, so Cardiff Central normally, yeah. uh, nothing sort of past Welshpool normally. So, uh, so it's quite nice to be sort of back on the map with Welsh news as well and Welsh sort of discussions and different things like that. Right. Well, we we both go back long enough to, to remember some very tough times with Wrexham. So this is a remarkable state of affairs, isn't it? It's unbelievable, really. As I say, you know, goodness me, I remember those days. You know, watching them since the mid '80s and. Uh, We've seen some struggles on the field and we, we've seen many struggles off the field. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's still a, it's still really odd, isn't it, you know, that we're sitting here waiting for two Hollywood stars to come and uh, address us. Um, I'll never get used to it, I don't think. <laughs> and considering where we come from and the, the near-death experiences the club oh, has had. Oh, mate. I mean, yeah. I mean, you can say in the mid-80s we nearly mm. went out. It was just, just through going out of business. And then we've had, yeah. you know, problems of owners since twice nearly going out under again. And this is something else, isn't it? Well, funnily enough, you know, I, not that long ago I had some old programmes in. There was one in about 83 and it said Save Our Soccer on the front. Yeah. I think it was yeah. against Sheffield United or something like that. And it was said about raising money. We had the Wrexham revival in the uh, in the late eighties, and then obviously the nightmare of Hamilton and the nightmare of Moss. Um, you know, and we've 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 really have struggled. And, and to, to think now we we actually have some financial backing, and you know that for the foreseeable future the club is you know the club is is looking up. You know. <laughs> What was the connection between you and Wrexham Football Club? We had no direct connection. It was just a, a, a feeling. Now, of all the clubs, why Wrexham? Well, let's come up a bit. <laughs> <laughs> why not Wrexham? Yeah, it's just, I mean, there's the, the look, sports is storytelling. You know, and there's so, there's just an inexhaustible wellspring of storytelling with this, this club. I mean, it's past. The fact that this stadium is one of the oldest, or the oldest international stadium on earth, I mean, it's just, it doesn't stop. And there's a real opportunity to grow. And that's all you ever really want, you know? So it's, that, 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 that's what drew us here. I think primarily it's just the opportunity to grow something, something powerful. What me and my dad thought was, because Rexham's red, Deadpool's red, there was a bit of a connection. That's the real reason, sorry. <laughs> All that other stuff was just crap that I was talking about. You were quite a detective. I know. Yeah. feeling we'll be seeing them again. What can we do to help you with the club as fans? Wow, that's nice of you. <laughs> I'm actually really glad that you asked that because it was great to talk. We spent a long time today talking to the players. And all they kept um, referring back to and talking about was you. Uh, the fact that the, the, the support that I was just alluding to, being able to go to those games and look in the corner and see twice as many away fans as home fans, it lifts them up. And honestly, these guys are under a tremendous amount of pressure right now because of the cameras that are around us right now, because there's a lot more exposure. And I know that it's easy to say, well, they're professional athletes, so they're getting paid a lot of money. The truth of the matter is they're young men who are out here and they want to put on a good show for you and they want to do really well. And I can tell you they feel that pressure. And if we, got, if, you, if, if we start to show some of the negativity, they already feel that. They don't need to be told that something is going wrong. They, they know it. I think when we can give, bring them optimism and be there and be loud and be behind them no matter what, I, I think that's going to make a massive difference. Hi there. Um, are you looking at uh, continuing to uh, bring music concerts to the race course? And if so, uh, if you pick any band or artist in the world to bring here, who would it be? Beyonce. Taylor Swift and Beyonce. Double Bill. Adele! Obviously, eight months in now, has that perception changed? So, you know, the, so we see the infrastructure, we've got quite a fan base. 
Um, was it as you expected? I mean, well, that's so much better. Than it. It's better. Yeah. Wild beyond our wild streams. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's, there's going to be over 9,500 people here on Saturday. I mean, that's just gobsmacked. It's just incredible. So. Have you been surprised at how much kind of commercial pull the club has been able to attract? Obviously, we've had various sponsors over the year, years, but um, I don't think anybody can anticipate that TikTok will be on the front of the shirts and Expedia would be on the back. Um, we've had some unscrupulous businesses over the years, but yeah, TikTok are probably bigger than any of them. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is big. I mean, we're, we're lucky that we can kind of, we're really fortunate that we can kind of kick down those doors for the club. And like, that's sort of all you know, part and parcel of the business plan as well to grow the club, um, not just in terms of growing it in locally in Rexham, but also giving it a global presence. You know, I think mean, TikTok as a, as a sponsor has been just enormous for us, and they've been incredible partners so far. Same with Expedia, uh, Aviation Gym, not bad if I do say so myself. Um, yeah, and we're, we're really, really thrilled about all of that. It's been I really do think we've hit the jackpot we need to, not just because you're quite good looking guys and you've got some No, no, I'm really, really you know, proud of you to have you as our owners, to be honest with you. Really, really chuffed. Wow, that was brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah, didn't expect it to be honest. Got the email last night, I thought. Oh, Jesus. Strange the good chap it went, and I'm here now, and. They're lovely and mm. we can go forward with them. They really did give that sense, didn't they? Yeah. Like, this is going to be great. The thing is, they've got humour mm. and that's what you need. You need someone who's with humour yeah. and knows what to do with things. Yeah, yeah. And look, look at the businesses they have. Forwards and forwards. So. Yeah. And it's brilliant thing to think about the town as well as just the club, isn't it? Think about the community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Hopefully the community, I'm not going to lie, the community's been on down the last 25 years, but hopefully it can get raised up now. And the pack house here was the last time we had 9,000 people. Luton, well, yeah, yeah, apart right. from Chesterfield, it was Luton in the playoffs, wasn't it? Yeah. And then we take 20,000 to Wembley, so it's yeah. all them, isn't it? They're getting the crowd going. Fantastic. Well, uh, that was as fantastic as it ought to have been. It was brilliant, that. The fans were made up, but the questions they threw at it, just as I suspected, were very, very good. Proper searching questions, as well as showing gratitude to the new owners as well it was great and well both Rob and Ryan have handled themselves magnificently and the fact that they seem even more enthused about the project now than they were initially is, is quite something isn't it really it's been a historic week no two ways about that and a remarkable week and now of course we need to build on it again and build on the foundations that they can provide in terms of both football and the community Let's marry those two things, football and the community, together then and hear from a man who is not only a rabid Wrexham fan but also now is living the dream as the Daily Post Wrexham correspondent. What, what do you call him? What is? Oh, he's a man of many names but for me he's only got one name, Tommy Kaus. I'm Jake Hyde and this is Dragonheart. Oh well, I've been enjoying. I've been looking forward to this one. Uh, tell you what, uh, the man with a million names. I, I don't know what to call him. You know, uh, cow, a cowsvower, Mister Cheese. Uh, I just don't know what the formal form of address is for you, Tom. I'll uh, I'll accept any of the any of the above. I'd say to you, Mark. To be honest, yeah, I'll take any of them. But uh, I, I was actually yesterday while I was while I was camped out the uh, outside the turf like a fanboy waiting for the pair to arrive. Uh, someone shouted out the window, "All right, cause." I was like, "Yeah, it's pronounced cows, mate." But, uh, yeah, it's all good. Rebel without a cows. Yeah. <laughs> that was the guy. Love in the car. It. Um, <laughs> uh, I've got to say, we'll talk about this week. I, I think we'd do well to avoid it, wouldn't we, really? But, um, yeah. oh, I, I, I'm just very jealous as well. I mean, what a fantastic job to have. I mean, you're, you're a diehard Wrexham fan, and now you get to be on the inside of it and, and telling everybody what's going on. I mean, that must feel fantastic, that. Yeah, no, it, it is fantastic. It is, you know, I, I am loving every minute of it, to be honest. But being, I'm, I'm a glass half empty man as well. So I'm sort of like, I'm enjoying it. I love it. But I, like on, at Barnett on Saturday, I'm looking at the away end and we're going, oh, I 
I'd love to be having a few pints and up in that away end up there. But uh, yeah, I don't think I'd be able to type up my match reports as well if uh, if that was the case. So, but no, as you say, mate, it's an absolute dream come true. I mean, you know, um, and and especially like to come into the job now. I mean, it's all a bit crazy at the moment, as we know, but. Um, no, it's it's brilliant, and you know, I'd like to think I know where Wrexham, and you sort of think, oh, how are we going to manage to this one up? But um, <laughs> I'd like to think there's some good years ahead, Mark. Fingers crossed. Logic suggests there should be, shouldn't they? I mean, absolutely. The um, yeah. um, and, and obviously, I mean, you're you're a popular, affable fellow anyway. People like you, but I mean, you you bring that across. And no, not not you... everyone. <laughs> Well, you know, the people who can't, to be fair. Um, you bring that across in your work as well. I, I, it's it's quite refreshing and, and lively. You don't have to, a stupid word to use, but it's it's good to watch. Good to read. Oh, Mark, that, do you know what? Coming from you, mate, that, that absolutely means the world. And I mean that genuinely because, um, you know, I listen to your commentary. And I, as I've said to you before, and I didn't mean it offensively, your, your commentary, I mean, you're the most positive commentator of all time. And I mean that. Like as a as a compliment, but let's not you know let's not kiss each other's backsides too much here. Yeah? Hey, um, welcome, carry on. I'm all right with it. <laughs> no, but uh, honestly, well, that absolutely commentary. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Mark, as you say, you know it's um, I, I I enjoy I I couldn't I try to be as professional as possible, but I. I to be honest, I'm I'm such I'm such a football fan in general. I love my North Wales football. I love Wrexham, you know, and. Um, yeah, it's it's impossible to sort of like disguise that, and I think it just sort of comes out in, in my interviews and stuff like that. And I mean, you know, people have sort of touched on the fact sometimes that you know they say, "Oh, you've gone in hard on Parkinson." It's n- it's for no other reason other than the fact that I'm as frustrated as anyone, and perhaps you know, like, um, yeah, and 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 I know Rich is the same from the leader, and we, we talk, and you know, it hurts us as much as it hurts any fan in the stands. So. Um, quite often, but it's it's questions that we as fans want to know ourselves. So we sort of, you know, we we try and we try and do uh, do that. But um, but no, it's it's you know it, it's tough because you've got to sort of interview the manager and the players in the aftermath of a result. They're frustrated as anyone. They're as frustrated as us, if not more so. Um, so sometimes you know, like emotions are running high and stuff like that, and and you know that maybe comes across. But uh, I've got to say. People take the mech and say, "Oh, I bet Parkinson hates you and all that." But he—he's—he's he's never swerved any of my questions. I've got to hand it to him. He's always been, always been honest. He's always given his honest opinion, and you know, I've got to speak as I find. We we get on okay, but um, yeah, like I say, it's um, I'm still learning. I'm still learning on the job. Every, every match that I do, I, I learn something new, and um, you know, not just on the job. I'm still learning at life, to be honest. But, um, but yeah, no. It, like you said before, Mac, it is. It is like a, <laughs> but it is. It is a dream come true, really, to do this sort of job and and to be able to chat to to the players and stuff like that. I'm still, I'm more starstruck speaking to someone like Liam McAlinden than I am to Ryan Reynolds. So you know, it's yeah. it's crazy, really. I know exactly what you mean, exactly. <laughs> and, I, and I'm afraid it doesn't really wear off, even when you're ancient like me. <laughs> a little shy to say to the player, "Hello, yeah." <laughs> but um, no, it's um, I mean, I must say, I think within the club, that's the feeling about Parkinson as well. He's very media savvy in the sense that he's been at higher levels and he's prepared for for anything. And I think he's cooperative. Just to give you an example of this, you know, I mean, obviously, managers' notes in programs. It will be somebody will sit down with the manager who probably doesn't want to do it and they'll just say some stuff and then the person will transcribe them. But Parkinson writes his own. So, you know, yeah. he's he's aware of the value of media and he's not he's not he's not inexperienced, he's not daft. I don't think he's scared of difficult questions, to be fair to him. Yeah. What, what I like about what you do, and it's a I know it's a it's a hard balance to strike, is that you you don't just go along the obvious questions, which it's it's really easy for a journalist to do, you know. Are you happy you won? Are you mm. sad you lost? That sort of line. But it's a bit, it's a bit more talking to the person as a person as well, and and that's I think what makes it a, a good interview. Yeah, no, thanks very much for that, Mark. I appreciate that, and it still feels surreal. People call me a journalist because it's like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm a journalist, aren't I? But uh, yeah, it's it's still surreal. Like like I say, I'm. Um, 
you know, I'm, I'm thankful to be in this job. And uh, yeah, I, th- I think that that maybe comes across. I, I wouldn't really want to lose that that genuine sort of thing because, um, you know, I, I sometimes watch interviews, especially at the top level of football, and, and they're, they're so bland. And I just, you know, football's about characters and stuff. People love the characters, you, you know, you you're like your Gascoins and you know you like even in, in Welsh football you're Malcolm Allen and people like that you know they 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 love those sort of camera characters um but you've got to remember as well like um you know even even in the fifth tier where we find ourselves and I've been for 14 years these these guys they're all very media savvy these days you know whereas perhaps in the past it wasn't so much as as you'll probably know well yes you'll definitely know Mac but um, sometimes I read things uh, on on the forums. I sh- should always stay away from the forums. I always tell myself, don't go on the forums. <laughs> but uh, I I, uh, I read some stuff, and they say, oh, what a what a load of what a load of basically about um, you know the the interview and stuff. The manager's not going to come out and say, yeah, we were all rubbish today. Our players were a disgrace. That that's counterproductive moving forward. You're going to lose your you're going to lose your squad in an instant by saying stuff like that. So you've got to be realistic about what these guys are going to say to you. Uh, but yeah, like I can only reiterate what I said before. I think um, Phil Parker is very honest after the game. You know, as far as he can be. Obviously, he's got a job to do. He's got to be aware of that. That comes first and foremost. But um, yeah, he's he's never once swerved a question, even when perhaps he probably wanted to punch me in the face, especially after Stockport. I'm thinking about Stockport. <laughs> Uh, but you know, at the end of the day, like I say, football—it's an emotional sport. We're all absolutely few. Even the thing is, we're Wrexham fans, and any fans really, we could win our first nine games. As soon as we lose, oh, the manager's rubbish. He's got to go. He's a load of rubbish. And, and we're all a bit like that. We're all a bit knee-jerk in football, aren't we? But well, um, I've, I've yeah. got to say, you've got to be realistic. Yeah, I could give you the. Oh, well, I've seen this last weekend. Uh, Keats would always say, "Don't don't get carried away either positively or negatively, because mm-hmm. you know a gut reaction's always going to be over the top." I'll give you a beautiful example that I saw of fans uh, being like that. Um, I used to sit in the uh, Yale stands in the nineties with my dad, and <laughs> there were these two fellas who were there every week. Must have been season ticket holders. They ne- never looked like they were enjoying themselves. They were always screaming abuse at our players when they made a mistake, no matter how the game was going. And then we had this yeah. crazy run. Oh, I, I, I'm going to get this the scores roughly right here. We had a Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday all at home. And on Saturday, we won 5-1. And you could see them, like, they didn't have anything to moan about. And they would just start to rock <laughs> a bit, like quietly rocking yeah. in their chairs. Then midweek, we won, I think it was 6-2. This poor bloke's by here at the point of explosion. And then on the Saturday... <laughs> Um, yeah. we, we won 7 1, so we got five, six, seven in a week. And near the end of the game, when it was 7 1, Andy Marius comes out to like sort of the right back position, um, decides not to take any chances because a bloke's charging him down and sticks it in the crowd. And one of them just exploded, What do you think you're doing, Marius? This is ridiculous. Get out of our club. It's like, it's got 18 goals in three games, you're seven goals. <laughs> I'll take a throw in on the halfway line, mate. Yeah, yeah, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. To be honest, when I first started going, uh, I quite often used to go on the Mold Road stand, and you could be talking about anyone in that Mold Road stand. To be fair, that's what it was like, and it was, and and the the thing that I'm sure I think it probably started in the seventies, you know, a lot long time before my time, but. the old thing when I first started to go, like in the late 90s, I started to go to Wrexham and uh, there was this thing that people used to say. And I used to think, it's just so untrue. It's ridiculous. They don't want to go up. Yeah. They don't want to go up. And I heard it. And I even, I was coming back from a game and my my tide, my, my grandfather said, uh, do you know what? They don't want to go up. And I said to him, you've heard that from someone else. Like, yeah. What do you mean they don't want to go up? And funnily enough, it was the season that we got promoted, 2002-2003, when he said <laughs> that. Know. So, you know, yeah. Yeah, you're but, quite right. That's something that's always been said. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it used to puzzle me. Like, what do you yeah. mean they don't want to go up? It's just nonsense. But, I mean, yeah. we are. It's, like you say, it, they, we've always been a, a fan base of moaners, Mark. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> let's moan about it. The, <laughs> I mean, when I, when I was a kid, was first watching us, so that's the late seventies. The late seventies. Uh, the are you are you sure? Are you sure, Mark? I reckon you were an early seventies man. To be honest, it's hard to think back if I'm honest with you. 
Um, I don't remember Mark Boland. Must have been late seventies. Um, <laughs> they, they, you know, even then there was that that sense. Like we went when we got relegated down from what was the old second division. I think there was a sense then of we maybe extended ourselves a bit too much. We start building stands on the money of it and have to sell Mickey Thomas, Bobby Shinton. And that maybe we'd extended ourselves. I don't know if it's that, but ever since then, people have always been saying they don't want to go up, and it's just, mm. it's just daft. Mm. I mean, when yeah. I first started watching Wrexham, I always remember being struck by reading something in Shoot or whatever. Uh, it said that Wrexham's the smallest town with a football league club. Now, I suspect they weren't counting the villages around because, let's be honest, that's Wrexham, really, isn't it? Yeah, but, of course. I mean, it, it does give you a bit of context. We we shouldn't have been getting up to the second division in realistic terms on what we can bring in. Although, yeah. I suppose, smooth segue. Um, that's what's attracted Ryan and Rob, the fact that we have got yeah. this big hinterland that they've said themselves, northern mid-Wales, and even like, going towards like Cheshire, mm-hmm. Staffordshire. Um, there's a lot of potential fans who could flock to us if we catch yeah. fire. So, speaking of that... 100%. Have a bit of fun with old Ryan and Rob, did you? When <laughs> they arrived, <laughs> yeah. Do you know what, Mark? I had an absolute nightmare when he first arrived. When when uh, when Rob jumped out of it because his um, his car that he was in blacked out, as you expected, all that. It did like we were we were sat outside the turf because we were our, our intel, if you like. Someone told me they might be there. That was that was our intel. But uh, we were waiting outside in the morning and uh, we were there a couple of hours. And then this car comes outside the turf and spins round. And we were like, oh, that's got to be him. And we're like, oh, it's gone. So we raced up the mold road, didn't we? And then obviously they get out at the corner of the mold road and the tech end. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I had a brief chat with Rob. He was, he was there, he was, you know. And one thing that was apparent, I don't know if it was the same for you, Matt. Rob is, is he is passionate about this club. Mm. He is passionate and you can see it. It's not, I know he's an actor and, you know, stuff like that, but he, he is, he really cares. He really, um, you know, this is his baby really. Obviously, Ryan as well is really keen. He's, he's, you know, uh, but I get the impression it's, it's really, it's Rob who is really invested into this, um, into this project, if you want to call it. And I hate, I hate calling it a project. Um, but yeah, no, like he, he. So anyway, the nightmare was, he steps out the car. He's having a chat with people. I'm there talking to him about two and a half minutes, holding my camera like that, and asking him what was the game like last night, how was it, and you know. Um, and then, yeah, I look at my phone. Haven't even pressed record, have I? Oh. So, haven't even pressed record. Yeah, yeah. Man. It's funny, I, like, I, I go to all these games and take, take videos and stuff like that and speak to everyone. You know, when I was at the the Rill versus Kimmel Bay game the other day, it didn't happen at that game. No, I never, never, no, never no. forget to press record of that game. No, <laughs> no disrespect to Rill and Kimmel Bay, of course. I'm not saying you're not as big as Rob McElhenney. But... Um, but yeah, the, the the one moment I finally meet the chairman and uh, yeah, I'm press record. So I think uh, over excitement played a part, maybe. Yeah, yeah, quite. Yeah, they owe you one though, don't they? Now, so you know. Yeah, exactly. Well, ho- hopefully today, as we speak, Thursday. Uh, fingers yeah, crossed. Yeah, absolutely. We'll see. The the, the Q and A is today, of course, and later on in the day. Um, yeah. And so, but it was just the whole town was it was just crazy. I mean, I was I was at the race course for a big chunk of the day, um, but I went out to to see that part of the ground later on and loads of fans were all all gathered there and chatting to them. Just a sense of excitement. Was, mm-hmm. It's something else, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's it's brilliant to see as well because um, I, I've i said this for a long time, our fan base is ridiculous. I There's there's no other club of a similar, let's say a similar ilk to us, um, who could maintain the crowds that we have after being in this league for so, so long. You look at clubs who have come down here and gone back up. Uh, I look at you know clubs like Lincoln City, um, Hartlepool. Now, their crowds shrank to below 2,000 at yeah. times yeah. Uh, while they were here. Mm-hmm. Our crowds, I think may, maybe we had a couple of crowds, um, you know, and at the end of the, maybe middle of the Saunders area that dipped quite low uh, to maybe two and a bit thousand. But, Generally, our crowds have been fantastic. And, you know, I, I sort of remember when Gary Mills came in and stuff and, you know, we were getting massive crowds then. And, yeah, I mean, um, our fan base is ridiculous. And, and just what you said before, Mark, I think um, I think that's, that's definitely a factor that they've looked at. They've gone, this is, mm. you know, a sleeping giant. And, you know, we, a sheeping giant, if we want to use the old fanzine name. But, um, 
it's it, we really are, aren't we? We really are. We're, we're, we're the stereotypical sleeping giant, and you know, hopefully, to continue the uh, analogy, hopefully, we will awaken soon. Yeah, let's hope so. There you um, go. There you go. A, a sleeping sheep gathers no moss. Yeah. After all, <laughs> and that now Jeff Moss has gone, we can move forward. That, um, sounded, that I mean, sounded like you, I thought you, about that. You must have rehearsed that. You absolutely well, that, rehearsed that, Mark. I'm not having that off the cuff. That was the spark of genius, my friend. Oh, <laughs> the sheeping giant. You talk about back to the day when I actually wrote interesting stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, that, I think it illustrates your point there about the fans. I mean, the Maidenhead game. I mean, the support was phenomenal. The numbers, Tuesday night in Berkshire, unbelievable. Mm. Um, but they didn't know the owners would be there. You know I mean? yeah. If they'd known they were yeah. going to be there, you'd think, yeah, I'd expect us to sell out that yeah. way end. But mm. we didn't know that. So that that was just astonishing. And the noise, I mean, the, the yeah. press box is right in the middle of the Wrexham fans as well. The noise was just yeah. fabulous. And I think, if I'm honest, I've gone on a sort of a journey of conversion in the last year. I've always heard Wrexham fans saying, we're special, we're different. And I'll be honest with you, my attitude has been, I think we've, we are brilliant things like the way we fought to protect the club. That's astonishing. And, and your, your point about attendances. But I thought, I bet there's lots of other fans who just say the same, oh, we're, we're different, we're special. Yeah. Um, but I think since the takeover, I've seen it because it really yeah. has sparked something. Yeah. And, and I mean, I'm not knocking the, the, the playing side because I think it's still settling in. But the results haven't been what we'd want. And yet we're mid-table and the fans are still turning up and making a hell of a lot of noise, filling out the race course. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's, it's it's quite something. Yeah. Fair play. I, I think you're absolutely spot on. I think I think every club says this is a special club. I think every club says that, but but I, I agree with you. I, I think this is just proving that this is a special yeah. club. I and I'm, I'm just going back to the um you know the 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 day with the uh the, the bond that was it the hundred thousand bond ten yeah. years ago, yeah. whatever, and you know, people turn up in their pajamas <laughs> signing away their all their savings and stuff. I mean, you know. It, it was it was special and certain clubs uh you know quite close to home um they didn't have the the sort of uh, the passion to save their club i'm not going to mention any names I, I chester but, uh, <laughs> but uh oh, yeah um, so just i'll, I'll, I'll edit it <laughs> afterwards don't worry fantastic fantastic <laughs> no but uh, yeah it's it, it really is and um oh, i mean yeah like like you say on the other night uh, at maidenhead you're talking three days after we've we've sent near enough a thousand fans to Barnet to to send similar numbers down to Maidenhead for a midweek, and and like you say, no one knew, none of us in the media knew. Um, I think Phil Parkinson knew, but the players didn't. Right. You know, so so no no one no one knew, um, and you know they, they've they've gone there to watch Wrexham. Yeah. Uh, that's no other reason they've gone there to watch Wrexham. It's it, these are special times, and like you say about on the field. It's very frustrating that we lost on Tuesday night because I saw in I know it was against Marine, but the Marine game at Nantwich, I saw signs of this team is, is clicking together a little bit. And then Barnet was almost the perfect away performance at Barnet. Um and I really and I made myself look an idiot. I'm I'm a bit of a plug here for I'm on the uh, Alternative Wales podcast. And I said it we filmed we uh, recorded that on I think it was Monday. Yeah. And I said no, listen, we're going to go to Maidenhead. We're going to win. I'm confident. The last two games have been brilliant. And then, yeah, it's it's gone out on the Wednesday and I look like a complete idiot. So, not for the first time. I've got to say, though, that game, just, brief, just I'll just briefly say that it was, I, 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 it was bad because of that stupid spell where we let the two goals in. And, and both of those goals are poor, the second one particularly. Um, hmm. And then we go down to 10 men and struggle to get to half time. That goal was priceless but um mm. in many ways that was a good performance i mean at, at the start we, until the goal, first goal we just looked like we were settling in frankly we were settling mm. in more dominantly than at barnet and then mm. the second half i mean fair play for 10 men and um, i did tell rob this is my, my fab fact i told rob uh, that that's the first time we've scored two goals with 10 men since when we since we beat stevenage 5-0 in 2008 and even then Stephen had 10 men yeah. as well so I haven't been able to go back yeah. far enough to find any example where with 10 men we scored two goals I mean fair play to us yeah you know, that, that that was heroic um, yeah yeah but, but yeah, I, 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 that, you know 
defeat to the classic Rex classic Wrexham with, with with a bit between our teeth and we go and concede a you know a sucker punch winner it's you know it's it's an absolute nightmare talking wow. about that Stevenage game though Mark I mean that, that was the classic game of we're going to walk the league yeah, one yeah. season one yeah. season in the conference we're going to walk this yeah. league easy and then um, yeah and then I think I think Stevenage actually got promoted that year oh, as yeah, well yeah. Or, the, or the year after yeah and yeah. won the trophy yeah. Yeah. yeah crazy Right, one last one. Oh, sorry. Go yeah, on. go on. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, you know, so it's, I, I think no disrespect to these guys. Well, no, no, actually, sorry. I'm going to say maximum disrespect to these guys. <laughs> but uh, like Stevenage and, you know, your, your Harrogate and stuff like that. And, you know, fair play to him. But come on. 14 years we've been here now and we've seen all these teams leapfroggers. Yeah. Come on. Ryan and Rob, sort them out. <laughs> Get on that field. I'm feeling optimistic about it, I tell you. Yeah. Um, I'll, let you, I'll let you go, but I've got one last question because had it not been for the madness of Ryan and Rob this week, I would have asked you more about supporting Wrexham before you were working with the Post. So we, we had a great Ask Wrexham question on the commentary last Saturday, which was uh, because it was Ryan Reynolds' birthday. Um, if you could present him with one Wrexham game uh, to watch, which would it be? Um, we talked about classic ones, obviously. I took it from a sort of Wrexham experience as well, that sort of heroic feeling thing sometimes. What would you want them to see to to really get Wrexham from our past? That's a tricky one, isn't it? 4-0 loss to Telford at home, probably. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, it, it's a difficult one. It, it depends what... What you, it, it would be it'd be so much better to give them a collection of say five games just yeah, to give them the whole sort of yeah, uh, spectrum spectrum <laughs> of Wrexham. But I, I think one game that I absolutely loved and it, it, it sticks out, and there's there's obviously loads and loads of games, but there's the the um the LDV trophy northern final oh. away away at Oldham. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know why it sticks out. I just remember that was such a brilliant night, and uh, and obviously Juan Yagate in those days, he was he couldn't score at home for no, no money, no. but he was scoring five or six goals away every time he went away. <laughs> um, I, that that game to me, there was just something special about it. The atmosphere was awesome. We took a big crowd there, as you'd expect, and and I think it finished five three, didn't it? In the end, it was an yeah. absolutely crazy game. Um, and yeah, that's always been a game I've sort of looked back to and thought, yeah, that is that is classic Wrexham. It, it, in in the sense that we, I think we were five one up at one point, yeah, and yeah. then we we were like, yeah, we're going to Cardiff, and then they scored two late goals, and yeah. it's like, and that that is Wrexham in a nutshell, in a sense. It's like, yeah, this is amazing. We're the best team in the world, and then oh, hang on a minute, don't get too excited. Yeah. You haven't been paying attention. If you think this is all uh, this is all good, you haven't been paying attention. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that, that's that's just yeah. one game. I don't know why it's a Big weird call. one. I don't think anyone else would pick that one out. But yeah, I absolutely I think, loved yeah. that night. It was I think that's a fantastic call. I actually have very clear memories yeah. of that for the wrong reasons, um, because <laughs> I'm a teacher and it was during half term. And I looked at the fixture list and we haven't got any games that week. Oh, we we'll go away. So I was in Berlin, uh, great city, <laughs> but I missed the yeah. game. Um, yeah, the Berlin. The hotel was mad. It was in East East Berlin. Um, obviously, long time after the wall had fallen, uh, it was yeah. it was an old fashioned sort of uh, GDR style apartment block it was converted into yeah. a hotel, and it was amazing because yeah, they, they spruced it up. It was a nice hotel, but you could see yeah. what it had been. It was really odd, yeah. and I remember yeah. sitting in the um, in the hotel room trying to get news of it and seeing these goals flying in thinking <laughs> why why am i why am i having a lovely time in this fantastic city i should, I should be in the coldest football ground on earth watching this yeah and then i didn't enjoy the, the, the um the second leg for the reason you're saying i was commentating on it and because we'd let yeah. them back in a little bit i mean okay you yeah. step back now we won't fight three away we're through but i just felt so edgy until we scored thinking my god if we throw this away there there's your yeah, typical yeah yeah, and, I, I hated it. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, <laughs> just about, just about. How did you manage to screw that up with a fixture list, Mark? What's that? Oh, yeah, of oh. course, because you booked it in advance. Yeah, yeah I see. Oh, I've mean. done worse. Yeah. I've done worse. Um, <laughs> uh, well, this is this is just the uh, this is me angling for my podcast on Expedia now. Uh, <laughs> the uh, I I went this is a, you know a, a good bit earlier. Went to New York. 
I knew there was a game on, but the season had petered out. We were third division. We weren't going up or down. So, you know, we went. Um, phoning my dad, <laughs> old technology, from something called a phone box in New York. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. I've, to find out. I've heard of them. Yes, exactly. Yeah. They, um, <laughs> to find out what, was, what had happened in the game, because there was no internet. And my dad, I phoned up my dad. I said, "Did that? Did we win?" And he goes, "Yeah, but..." And I was like, "What have I missed? What have I missed? I've missed Phil Hardy's goal. He plays like four hundred games and never looks like scoring." And I, I was quite <laughs> obsessed with the idea that one yeah. day he will score. And that one day when he did score, I was not there, and I felt upset. <laughs> to be honest with you, I was gutted. <laughs> Stop me, <laughs> Just goes to show it, yeah. That this, if if there is such thing as a higher power, he's um, he's trying to pee you off, mate. To be yeah, honest, exactly. <laughs> uh, well. I was going to say, oh, that was that the screamer, but no, it was that was Mark McGregor, wasn't it? Against oh, yeah, Gillingham with the that. screamer, wasn't yeah. it? For about, yeah, that was that was a good day as well. That was incredible. That wasn't it. When they were, which club was it? The, we, we played Colchester. Was it Colchester or Gillingham? And there was another club who, if we won, they went up, and because they couldn't get into their game, they all travelled up to watch it. At the race course and support us. Yeah, can't remember. Yeah, I, I can't remember. It wasn't. It wasn't Burnley, was it? <gasps> Might well have been. Was it? Yeah, yeah. I think it was Burnley fans yeah. turned up, didn't they? Fantastic, I think so. aren't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, brilliant. But nice um, yeah, it's 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 funny, isn't it? Because like you'd like to think in in the years to come, now we've got some good times ahead. But um, I mean, it's. In a way, and it sounds that I'm glad we've gone through these ridiculously yeah. tough times because it's it's just going to be. Uh, I mean, if if we ever do get out of this league, you know, it's, I'd like to think we will. Um, <laughs> I'll probably cry like a little baby in the press box. To be honest, I'll probably look over and see you crying as well. So it'd be uh, it'd be a special moment. That'll yeah. probably be because I dropped me hot dog though. To be honest with you, <laughs> uh, but I, I will I, I echo that because I've experienced it because a lot of people sort of hark back to the eighties and say. Oh, the good old days. No, they weren't. The 80s were terrible. No. The 80s mm, were yeah. just dropping down the divisions, l- running out of money, nearly going out mm. of existence, um, and mm. then just like yeah. scratching around mid-table in the fourth division. And a, a stat I keep telling people when I get on my hobby horse about this, the 10 lowest average attendances at home in our history are those 10 years. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. that tells you everything. Um well, um, even the Porto game, I was, it's slightly before oh, I was yeah. born, but even the Porto game, there's only 5,000 there for Porto. Yeah, yeah. It got exactly. to the European Cup yeah. final the previous year. I, yeah. I know, uh, to be honest, attendances, uh, looking back, like I'm a bit of a stat with attendances. I absolutely love it. But um, look across the board in the 80s, the attendances have gone down. I think the hooliganism stuff had, had sort of yeah. put people off in a sense, hasn't it? But, um, but yeah... Some of the attendances, I think, was it Hartley Paul, our lowest ever, 900 and something? You know your stuff, because I was about to mention that. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that yeah just yeah. the actual experience, because I was one of those uh, brave few, of being in a crowd of less than a thousand in a race course, it blew my mind a bit. Yeah. It was like, wow, yeah. this is what it looks like. It was freezing yeah. cold Tuesday nights. It was horrible. But yeah. it was also appropriate because my childhood hero, Jim Steele, was a proper yeah. hard knock, violent centre forward scored <laughs> a heroic winning header, and it's like you know, yeah, the the, the beasts emerging from the Scottish lock in the frozen conditions to, to, to smash them all, and it was just felt, it was poetry, it was beautiful yeah. in front of no one. Um, you've, you've you've got you've got a you've got a real gift of words, words Mark. Have you thought about being a commentator or anything like that? I'm, I'm, I don't know. I don't think anyone would have me. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> But I mean, I felt like you're saying about earning success. I mean, the 90s then felt like that. I, I felt like the Arsenal game, for example, I, I had a, I was a bit smug, but I almost had a feeling of, you know, me and the other fans who stuck it through. We've earned this. We've yeah. earned that. Yeah. And then the, the improvement no. from there, the promotion and then the cup runs. Mm. You know, I think having suffered that and stuck through it, you, it really felt better mm. again. Because you've been loyal, yeah. you get rewarded. And, yeah. I, and I, I think that's I, what, what a lot of people yeah. will be feeling in the next few years of it. Definitely, definitely. I think I think that's it. I think that's what keeps you going, isn't it? Exactly. It's almost like it's almost like a sense. Right, I'm sitting through this. I, I'm going to remember this because yeah. when it does get good, if it ever gets yeah. good, then yeah. I'm going to remember this, and it's going to be all the more sweeter. Because I've actually seen, um, you know, I've I've over the years I've I've sort of gone to games with different people, different groups, and stuff like that. The group that I tend to well. 
you know, I'm obviously working a lot now, but the group that I tend to go with these days uh, are like me. They've been going, you know, from my area, St. Asaph, Rill, Denby. They've been going since, well, forever. But I, I've I've been going in groups in the past who they tail off, they get fed up. Yeah, uh, They may have another club. I think, you know, some of them in the past, if they've supported maybe Man United, Liverpool, Everton. Um, but I, I've been with people who have been every game, every game, and then all of a sudden one day they'll go, no, nah, I've had enough now. I'm not going. And they won't ever go again. And it's it's a weird thing. But obviously for, for the hardcore, like ourselves, you know, obviously you've been going a lot longer than me, Mark. But, um, you know, it, yeah, this is this is for us in a sense, isn't it? And oh, yeah. Yeah, and for people who are more far, far more loyal than me, you know, and, um, you know, I got a few friends who, who never miss a game. Andy Yem jumps into my mind, never misses a game. <laughs> Stoke Reds, he, uh, yeah. uh, but there's so many of them. There's so yeah. many yeah. who uh, who travel all over the world, and yeah, um, yeah. Uh, hopefully for them more than anything. Um, you know, let's have a bit of success. The the banter years have got to come to an end at some point. I reckon so. Absolutely. Well, I've got to say, it's, you keep using the word "them." You shouldn't be. You shouldn't do. You should be using us because you're as committed as anyone. And I, I've just yeah. got to say, thank you so much for doing this because it's been no, an absolute no blast. It's been as much fun as chatting to you after the matches. Although that stuff can't get broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was going to say that, Mark. Yeah, we won't go into the conversations we have uh, in private after the game, but uh, yeah, it's not that bad, by the way. I don't want to. <laughs> we're not saying anything illegal. Ish. Well, I don't but, know, Nantwich. Um, yeah, that was that was um, that was pretty dark stuff. That Mark. Um, yeah, yeah. I was actually questioning our friendship a little bit after that one, but yeah, no, no. Was, uh, <laughs> well, how how presumptuous to call it a friendship in the first place? <laughs> You're the best and a, a business associate. <laughs> thank you i'll take that hey, you're welcome. no no thank you thank you thank you very much for having me on mac absolutely you know and i love the show and everything so um and i love your commentary oh. um you know oh. I, I i'm trying to get my hands on your your uh your commentary of the the four nil telford loss at home because uh how you'd managed to put a positive spin on that one I, <laughs> i'll dig it out for you i probably everyone thought we'd won <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, sometimes when I, I I used to I used to finish work at about ten to five and I tune in and there's Mark Griffiths. Oh, and it's a, it's been a brilliant day at the race course. Yeah, we only lost nine nil to Hayes and Yedding. <laughs> nah, Sorry, mate. Like football. Big fan, big fan, big fan. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um... I'll try and be miserable in the future. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll turn over a new leaf. I'll become the radio head commentator. <laughs> the Tom York of Wrexham. I like that. Exactly. One, it? Exactly. So <laughs> I would have been the Morrissey of Wrexham, but all of a sudden that means something different, doesn't it? So, <laughs> nah. Well, thank you again so much. It's been an absolute yeah. pleasure. You're a legend. Thank you. <laughs> thank you very much, Mark. Really appreciate Thanks. that, mate. Cheers. I'm Liam McClendon and this is Dragon Heart. Well, great hearing from Tommy Couch there. He's he's um, a real Wrexham character, isn't he's he? He's nuts, isn't yeah. he? And he's and all the better for it. What a legend yeah, I, he is. I, I love his tweets. Um, yeah. yeah, he's brilliant. All, all into his Welsh football as well as Wrexham. He likes his local Welsh football. It's, it, it, great to hear from him. And he, I like it, having him around the media teams. I like it. That he answers asks questions that usual media outlets don't. Uh, it was a great scene and get the first question for the written press and the press conference. I thought good, quite right because yeah. uh, and he was loving it. He was absolutely loving yeah. it. What a star! But uh, yeah, it was just, it was just great to catch up with him. Yeah, he, he's he's a top bloke, yeah. top fella, really nice guy. But on to Saturday now. Really, really tough home game for Robin Ryan to come and visit. Really, isn't it? Absolutely, it's going to be a proper test. But it'll be packed. Yeah. The atmosphere will be unbelievable. Yeah. And it's going to be a hell of an occasion. Oh, it's going to be mm. special, isn't it? I know it's probably the one, one, one of the most wanted tickets in the house in mm. the whole of English football at the moment, isn't it? Everyone wants oh, to Oh, yeah. It'd be really difficult getting a ticket for this one, wouldn't it? Um, and imagine that saying that three years ago. Oh, Rex yeah, yeah. v Torquay. Yeah, the game. The, the game everyone wants <laughs> exactly. to see. The hot ticket. <laughs> yeah, it's Beautiful. Just, it, it's... Exactly what we want, isn't it? And it, yeah. it, it's going to be exciting. It certainly is. And, uh, of course, if you can't get to it, best way to listen to it is on Wrexham Player. New way of listening to the matches starting on Saturday. So on the club website, um, it's free. 
and you'll be able to listen to that. And we'll continue the hashtag Ask Wrexham, yeah. uh, but we'll also Discord. have a Discord server yeah. hopefully set up. Um, we use one on Tuesday as an experiment, so hopefully that'll be fully set up. I and loved we'll it. Use that. I loved it. Excellent. Yeah, um, Excellent. I've been using Discord for quite some time. It's really user-friendly, and there's a lot of features you can use on it, so... Mm. Yeah, sign up to Discord because it's an excellent service anyway if you want to stream with your friends and what have you. So, yeah, brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. So, thank you for listening. This has been Dragonheart.